Today on episode 5 of Tag Soup, I am joined by Alina Ghost, who runs her own successful podcast, SEO with Mrs. Ghost, and is about to have a baby ghost. Well, I was going to ask, but <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for, for uh, alleviating me of that wonder. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was saying there. Um, right, so, uh, Alina Ghost. Uh, so, Women yes. in Tech, you spoke about a very interesting subject. Why start your own site? Tell me about that talk and why you decided to build your own website. Yeah, well, uh, firstly, thanks so much for having me on the show. Really excited. Delighted. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess, um, yeah, I spoke about something that I'm really passionate about. Uh, essentially, I love the fact that this topic resonated with a lot of people and actually people started to, in the audience, started nodding their heads. But at the end, there was like a whole big discussion. So I guess let's, yeah, let's start from the beginning. Like how and why did I start um, doing my own site? And I guess, like many SEOs, is just something that I fell into, so search engine optimization. Um, and at the time, I was at Carpet Right, and essentially, I was writing like their product descriptions, um, blog posts. I even did their social media, and then slowly but surely, like started to understand a little bit more about like relevancy and good content working alongside our SEO agency. Um, so essentially, I was reading so many interiors blogs that I thought, you know what, I might actually learn something from actually putting together my own blog, putting up a site and, and seeing how it works. And that's how it all started. Like, um, I remember having no idea about domains, uh, no idea about setting up a website. Um, actually, in fact, I created a site and a blog. And I, I don't actually tell many people this, but I had a blog for about three months before all of that content disappeared one day. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially this host that I was doing it on, it was completely free, but it just disappeared because it said, oh, you have too many images on there or something like that. And it was just so frustrating to lose all of my content because obviously I didn't know about backing it up either. Right. <laughs> it just disappeared overnight. Okay. So all of my hard work for three months, I was like writing content, writing like um, things about like styling and interiors. Like, I don't know, even like creating like how, how to style your bedroom, that kind of stuff. And it just just disappeared. It was really heartbreaking. So you immediately but... learned about workflow there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it also taught me from my own mistakes in the sense that there's nothing wrong with actually going ahead and creating this content and yes it disappeared but now I know exactly what I want it to look like what I want to write in there and how um, and actually how to it made me want to do better which is great because it's something that um, 
uh, obviously like we learn from our mistakes and like failing isn't necessarily a bad thing um so yeah essentially i've created this blog like a new one the one that i i still have but don't update regularly um i think that's the same with all of us Mm, yeah there's very few people that do blog regularly i mean mine probably i don't know i've had mine for 20 years and there's probably about 30 posts on it but then it's amazing to go back and then still see that you're still ranking for stuff yeah oh yeah (laughs) because i did that the other day with mine and i was really surprised i was like oh this is still going really well maybe i should do some more (laughs) so what's your uh top piece of ranking content um, so it's mostly like sewing stuff, like funnily enough, uh, crafts are doing really well. So like how to sew your own wardrobe sachets that smell really nice because okay. <laughs> I do have a video of it as well. So like uh, I did a YouTube video, so the engagement's really good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of, of that content essentially. But um, the reason I started to do that presentation anyway is because I was showing people that actually... I'm one of those people, and I don't know if like many people are, which usually they are, is uh, you have to do something in order to get it into your memory to know how to do something. Yep, yep. And actually the ultimate impact is actually having the confidence to say what you've done. So, for example, um, my presentation goes through like my whole journey of my career, starting off at Carpet Right, starting this blog, but... Like even being able to say, this is how I've created this blog. This is what you should be doing. This is the host that I have. This is how much I pay. Um, It's just being more knowledgeable about the tech side as well as the content, which really helped me. And actually, when I uh, went for that um, SEO assistant position uh, at Debnams, my manager directly told me that it was between me and this other girl. And interestingly, he said that the reason he chose me in the end is because um, I had this blog to, to showcase that actually I, I, I have something credible. Um, I have experience in that side of things. So you need your stuff. That's a, that's a very good uh, advocacy of, of actually going out and doing your own stuff. So you started that on WordPress? I'm assuming because it's a favourite amongst most people for the ease of use of entry. Yes, exactly. It wasn't around <laughs> when I started my blog. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's yours on? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, history of my my personal <laughs> website. Uh, Hand coded to start with, uh, but then I did move it onto mm-hmm. movable type in about 2000, uh, and then um, <laughs> got fed up with that and moved it on to Expression Engine, um, and then that. It was for years on Expression Engine. Then I moved over to Crafts for several years, and I switched over to Kirby last year. You might as well be speaking another language because they're I've not different. heard of any of them. <laughs> well, they're all they're all different content management systems, and the apart from Movable Type, uh, which is Movable Type's not dissimilar to WordPress. Uh, you, it's it's themed, and you just chuck stuff in it. Um, the others, Expression Engine and Kirby and, and Craft, they do separate the content very much away from the uh, design elements so mm. you really keep those separately so they're not you don't get themes for those you have to go and design your own build your own etc uh-huh so uh, that makes sense it does and um 
I'll talk more about that later because I want to hear about your story because mine's quite similar <laughs> uh, on learning and building your own stuff. Mm. But I want to know more about yours. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, I guess from then on, um, I actually was really lucky enough to win a uh, an award for my blog. So it was Best Interiors uh, Blog um, at the Cosmo Blog Awards. So Very impressive. Definitely not something I expected to win. In fact, I've got a really great, ugly picture of <laughs> of myself, of how I turned up in my work clothes. I think ah. I had a, a shirt and some some leggings on with like big boots. <laughs> Whereas there's some people who turned up in cocktail dresses. Of course, so everybody goes to. I've only been to one awards ceremony. That was the 2018 where I saw you, uh, search oh, awards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was in my uh, penguin suit, so um, that's the only ones I've been to. But yes, you've got to turn up in something probably. But you turn up in your work suit, which is fine. Nobody's going to yeah. say. Well, the thing is, I, I nearly didn't show up at all. I thought, <laughs> well, there's no point of me going. I am tired. It's like midweek. Um, you know the London life. You always end up drinking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I turned up in the end, and I'm glad I very much did. I, yeah. I was in tears when I got the award. But essentially, it shows, like, it's, I'm not trying to boast. I'm just trying to say that, like, with perseverance and hard work, that actually you can get somewhere where you don't expect to get to. And not only did it win me an award, let's say, but I also got a job out of it. So, um, And it didn't even stop at Debenhams let's say like because I got so confident with blogging and being able to uh, for example create these blogging 101 tips so obviously um I've got my own blog post um sorry my blog called SEO with Mrs Ghost and obviously one of the best um episodes is for bloggers specifically so it's SEO for bloggers and the only reason I could could have done that is because I've experienced all of those steps myself but essentially because the blog um, I learned all this technical stuff from like domains to um, obviously content strategy even yeah um, I was then I got bored and started helping other people one of which was my dad and obviously like e-commerce side of things and that was more around like Magento uh, CMS well, hang on a second. Magento is a big step up for anyone from <laughs> running a blog on WordPress. So, uh, That's the thing. You... I wanted that next challenge. Oh, that was a massive <laughs> challenge. So what hard skills did you learn for running a WordPress blog uh, that you could then translate into uh, building Magento site? Yeah, from the top of my head. Um, so obviously thinking about that technical side, um, I've had plenty of of faux pas with like coding so um trying to edit your own code on the blog would mean like i once messed it up so bad that i I couldn't sleep most of the night because i was trying to fix this damn thing um but then once you figure it out you really do feel um really chuffed with yourself that you've actually experienced that and you were able to let's say sort out these issues yourself so i guess my advice is to say, like, it's not just about about putting something up and creating a piece of content. It's about actually figuring out how you can do this, that you can do it yourself if you give it time, that actually you can learn anything if you type it into Google. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, 
so yeah apart from that obviously like url structures how that would work categorization of content so when i talk about content strategy as well it's around um understanding what keywords should be going into what content types um and how to actually figure out what people should be creating and what you should be creating in terms of content to cater for people's searches so when i talk about the search intent like are people looking for a video in the case of those sachets the wardrobe sachets people were um, more likely to click on the video and the reason i knew that is because um not only could i see that on google so you type it into google and then google shows you the videos in the video carousel or similar but also because i could see from my own content pieces what works and what doesn't so different layouts different content pieces um different structures imagery videos etc mm. yeah my my sort of come back to my story um up in uh, canary wolf hsbc uh, i shifted into the website of things after having done uh, graphic design illustration um, page layout for years simply because I was building my own sites at home for, for a number of years um, and learning it that way. And I continue to do that right till today. I still build and run sites so that I know how technically sites work so that I can give that uh, those messages or, or explain to people how things work uh, as a consultant. And I think that's incredibly important. Anybody that does work in the web really needs to get into the, into the, the, the bones of it to understand how websites work, how domains work you know beyond you know what's on google and uh, how how good content works etc but actually understanding how uh website work which is complex but not too bad i mean if you're going to learn any markup language html is dead easy uh but if it, to make it your first one don't try css until you've done html because it's, it's a <laughs> ball game it's it's very frustrating um and to, to a certain extent i think i've been very lucky because i grew up with it as such it was there at the beginning when <clears> there <throat> was about six tags um and css was well actually uh, before css came along before that it was all very flaky uh, and all very mm. horrible and we could not do anything that we can do in print um so that it's really good to hear you talking about this because i don't hear that many people say well i went and did it myself and i used to run a team uh, of people uh, and i Say to them, go out and build your own websites. Um, yeah, you will learn I do so much. From totally it. the same thing. Yeah, totally. Each time I've got a new assistant, I always say, start your own blog. Like, the thing is, is just uh, you learn so much more, and it's more the technical side as well, which a lot yeah. of people shy away from, especially in SEO, um, especially if you're a lady. So, <laughs> imagine um, actually creating blogs like fashion blogs and things like that. I, I don't tend to see many like people actually jumping into the tech side of things. They they enjoy taking the images, let's say, creating the content, but then forget that actually you do need create need to create a website that is actually searchable, yeah. that's actually valid for the web. Um, but what was I going to say? I think it was just around. Um, it's when you know that you can actually teach your team about what you're doing yeah that's when you can get that confidence but to get <laughs> to verify that confidence and i guess that confidence 
starts at the source of the fact that you need to know what you're doing. And to do that, you need to practice and implement it yourself, in my opinion. Fred, no, that's a very good point. And I, I totally agree with you. And, and certainly doing that uh, on your own website where you can break things and it really only affects you. Yeah. It's probably a very good <laughs> idea rather than doing it on the, your employer's uh, website yeah. where breaking things Imagine could lead to your job. Carpet right and Debnams, yeah. Site's <laughs> gone down. Sorry, guys. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I have a few stories like that. And my favourite one, though, is when my team discovered they could run screaming uh, multiple copies of Screaming Frog at the same time. Uh, and because they were running on our um, on our websites, they were going through an internal routing to them. They actually uh, DDoSed our websites for uh, one morning, and uh, I got a bit of telling off, <laughs> although it was quite funny. So, yes, I uh, restricted them to running uh, a limited amount of... Uh, screaming for screaming frog sessions at the same time um yeah that yeah. was hilarious i actually think that's quite common oh yeah, but the other thing i was gonna say is actually an ex-colleague of mine said that in seo you would probably learn more from the people who do everything and the naughty things so like how do you know what works what doesn't when it comes to rankings it's because people have experimented yes so in my point of view if you've got your own site or many sites that you can experiment with, like why not do it so that actually you get to help the industry understand what works, what doesn't as well. Indeed, I agree with that. Mm. And I think that's why like, I, I'm inspired by people like Aleda Solis who just like goes out there and just experiments with loads of stuff. I think she did like Hatref Lang um, a test uh last year maybe and yeah it's just and currently she's like doing like video optimization so yes. i think definitely learn from her book her book <laughs> yeah there's plenty of good people to learn off but and say uh doing your own bits and pieces you're gonna you're gonna learn a shed load um you really will mm. so what do you think your biggest pitfall has been running the blog It's probably a cop-out, but time. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a cop-out at all. And that's probably the reason why a huge amount of people don't have their own blogs, haven't bothered to go and build yeah. their own websites. Yeah. Uh, and certainly one of the reasons I don't blog as much as I should. Mm. Uh, I, it's something, um, I think it was Arige who runs Women in Tech SEO says, um, she's also quite a little bit apprehensive about creating a website that and obviously as she's an seo she doesn't want people to come onto her site and then think actually it's really shoddy seo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but, but then in my opinion like you people should know that you actually are doing it in your spare time so they sh you, it doesn't matter what your seo looks like or you shouldn't be judged by that like it's just amazing to have something on there to show off like your brand essentially and the content that you are able to do i've got a tip there then um build a website without your name on it mm. just do something for a hobby or something like that put a pseudonym up don't tell anybody and just practice on that and i've got quite a few um side project sites which are nothing black hatty or anything like Mm -hmm. One of them is a model railway club <laughs> website. Oh, cool. Uh, which has got a little forum in which the, the members of the club will sit there and, 
discuss trains and stuff uh well, actually modeling um and, and other bits and pieces like that uh i've i've yes i've got sites a couple of sites i've been running since well one of them since 96 uh, still going Blimey. that's a forum on that and again uh nobody knows it's me running it because i use a pseudonym on that um mm. uh, what a great idea yes I, it's, it's, it's quite important if... especially on, yeah, people checking it out because if you go look at uh, if you run some tests on simoncox.com uh, it's not perfect by a long way uh, and I discovered yesterday, for some reason, my site's resolving on www and not www, uh, which I thought I'd sorted out last year, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did a check. But that's the thing, uh, even my podcast site, I think I got a couple of weeks ago, I got a message saying, actually, it's still not HTTPS. And, I, and to be fair, I said, I already said, um, actually, I already know about the issue. I just haven't had time yeah like uh slap on the wrist but i've just not had time to sort it out i know the issues are, are there and exist but um but at the same time it's amazing to actually have people to um lean back on and to suggest stuff because um what he suggested on twitter actually told me to do it in a much quicker way so i had no excuse then and i did it on the weekend <laughs> excellent so um now, I know the answer to this, but I, I'd like to, to, uh, to get your views on this. What's it like? Because a lot of people don't know this. What's it like working for a big high street brand? Mm. Um, it comes with its pros and cons. <laughs> Let's start with the pros. Yeah, it's amazing because you've got a great support system. Um, I guess um, there's like lots of people that you can be speaking to like in terms of like the the social side you also if you are into obviously it depends on the role but if you do enjoy um teaching others then a big company is really great so for example when i was at tesco i used to speak to our online merchandisers and just explain why seo is so important what they can do what tools they can be using how they can use those and essentially it's not just merch like you have you are able to impact a big organization so for example when tesco was starting out the whole um uh, food love stories thing um, projects where basically they had people write out their recipes um but they have like the lead was the person because it's about them and their family, their background, and the recipe is therefore has like that story behind it. But essentially, it was around um, being involved within this project and showcasing that yes, you need a page for it. You need this is how you should be optimizing it. This is where it should probably sit on the site. So you have um, a great opportunity to make an impact, even though it's a big big company <laughs> on the flip side obviously when it comes to the more technical stuff it does take much much longer to actually implement so once i waited like six months um for a change that actually the web developers messed up in the first <laughs> place <laughs> so ba basically our canonicals disappeared overnight uh. and it's not something that we knew about not something that um they even um knew that they were doing i reckon i'm not sure <laughs> but then even though we could show we showed the fact that traffic was just tanking it still took six months to implement because there are other priorities 
there's chains of um, actions, developments that are going on, and it's not just about SEO. <laughs> I had a similar situation with developers years ago. We um, getting uh, our sites um, validating webmaster tools. Well, we obviously have the little text file at root, and then one day our uh, IT security teams decided that there was going to be a set number of files at root, and none of the um, departments, uh, marketing departments, etc., could put any of their own files uh, in at root level. So they just deleted everything mm. they didn't understand. So uh, uh. overnight, I walked into work and like none of our sites were valid in GSC or well, Google Webmaster Tools at the time. Oh my! And so I. Uh, that's it was just it actually wasn't long after they brought out the um being able to validate them through CNAME and through you know through DNS so I set up yeah, a, a, yeah. a process to do it through our domain name team who really didn't want to know because it was more work mm. for them and I said that and I literally gave them the strings said do this and do this and, and we we built a, a process up and they were in the end they were very good about it uh, and we just do it very quickly um but yeah uh, and that was good because people would would uh, go and redesign sites, relaunch them, boomf, and you just lose everything. It's all gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't tell you either. And my biggest bugbear uh, for uh, in corporates was not getting called in on projects early enough. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. People, I think it's lack of knowledge. Totally. Or even knowing what, not le- not not digital marketing. Maybe carpet right didn't know about digital marketing, but. <laughs> But um, SEO specifically, just just no clue. My thought is that most of the bigger companies um, still don't fully get it. Mm. They're still mm. not there yet. Um, the newer companies, younger companies certainly have because they've, they've grown up. But because there's so many of the older companies, pre-internet companies, uh, they've still got old processes in place, etc. And they're still structured mainly around yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can tell them because they, uh, they have people in marketing called with digital in their name and their mm. job title um, where everything's digital now you know. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so apart true. from maybe direct mail uh, but even then that's printed, <laughs> printed digitally so uh, and you can tell somebody got you know they've got a digital team like, well, why have you got a digital team as opposed to just a marketing team but surely it's just another channel mm. yeah mm. yeah you're absolutely right and i've seen time and time again when people just didn't realize that SEO might even have an impact, so they just don't bother. Yep. Um, but that's what I really like. Um, Amara, um, essentially, uh, the place that I work at now is very agile in terms of web developments. Like they can get um, changes done within a week if it's a priority. So that was like a shock to the system after Good. being at so many big brands going into a smaller brand. Uh, I think we've got. Un- just under 100 employees um essentially yeah the, the fact that seo is always brought into every project including design and like coding so it's yeah That's can't fault it yeah mm-hmm. so what's next for you oh what a good question um i think i would like to continue experimenting so it's something that i've been thinking about a lot and essentially, I'd just like to go out there and instead of reading someone else's, let's say, research piece, I'd actually like to research something for myself for once. Mm. I think I've been in the industry nearly 10 years now. So it's about time that actually 
I give back to the industry that's been so amazing to me and taught me so much. I think you're giving back quite a lot already, to be honest, Selena. But, oh, thank but please you. carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you very much. And essentially, like, obviously, having a site, as I said, is going to be a massive part of that. Good. Right. So, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so, if you fancy a chat, then Twitter's the place to go. Um, my tag is at Mrs. Alina Ghost. Or you can email me using SEO with MrsGhost at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on everything else from LinkedIn um, to just Google my name and you'll find me. <laughs> Unlike mine, where you just find all stuff about football. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to what me about that. What famous footballer are you? <laughs> oh, no, there's been at least three footballers called Simon Cox. And the last <laughs> one... Uh, play for Ireland for a few games, about 30 games or something. So yeah. it just blow me off the front page of Google completely. I was there for years Typical. and about five years ago, poof, off. <laughs> that's it, that's going to be. But if you Google Simon Cox SEO, you'll find me. Ah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alina. That's been brilliant. Thanks so much, Simon. Really loved it. Thank you.